TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. By the way, our friend Rachel upstairs, last day today, Fourier did a little pizza party thing. Always, always, uh, there's always an excuse to bring pizza in. Always, always an excuse to, to bring pizza in. Or really, let's next time I'm just going to order call, just pepperoni. Call Big Daddy. Just pepperoni. Just I don't want any dough or cheese. I just want you to just kind of fry the pizza. Uh-huh. You know, like muffin tops. I want my. This is my version of just Go muffin on. tops. <laughs> uh, no, here's what you want to do. I think I know what you're talking about. I just love the pepperoni. Their pepperonis get over at Big Daddy. They get uh like. Cupped and charred. Cupped and charred. Yeah. Thank you, Billy. Good way of putting it. I was going to say they get uh, the the hard edges, but yeah. no. Cupped and charred. So what you want to do is you get the smaller pepperones. You throw them on a baking sheet. And then you put them under your broiler on low for about five to seven minutes. And they'll all crisp up for you. And then you mm. can have a whole gaggle of crispy pepperonis. But I think it's the pepperoni that they use that makes it. Yeah, you can find those. How do you know? Well, you don't think stuff. they like you know, have a special type you of think pepperoni? They, I, I'm going to guess that a... They're uh, not going to stop and shop for I'm their gonna, pepperoni. No, but I also don't think that, uh, with all due respect to the tremendous deliciousness of Big Daddy's, that they have some kind of proprietary pepperoni that is only exclusive to them. No, but I don't think they just like, you know, random, ordinary pepperoni. Oh, yeah. They resource it. It's the small they... ones. That's the thing is that you got to get the, like, there's like the, the standard size ones that you would just get, like, say if you were having a charcuterie board or something sure. like that. Yeah. There's I'm like those pepperonis, those. which are a little bigger, but I think you can buy the ones like in the grocery store that are smaller. See, what you got to do is, this is opinion here, buy like three different kinds, but only buy like, you know, I don't know, like an eighth of a pound or whatever. Just buy a couple, right? And then- Throw them on that baking sheet. Do what I'm saying. Give yourself a little taste test. Then you'll know which ones to be able to buy. Then you can skip the whole buying the pizza part of it. <laughs> Just do your pepperonis, and there you go. Well, I look at Coop. Coop finally uh, found a found an opportunity to put the pizza down and go, uh, you know, so, so exactly uh, what pepperoni we're looking for. A five and a half pound stick of, oh, three per case, 200 bucks? What the hell's That's going on? That's high-end pepperoni right yeah, there. Yeah, no. That, pepperoni yeah, makes the pizza. If you have crappy. He's uh, shopping on Amazon for pepperoni. Well, that's a very modern thing to do. I would go to uh, big bigpepperoni.com. Hmm. Try that. <laughs> Bigpepperoni.com. There you I'm, go. I'd be amazed at what you find. I, yeah, I might admit. I, Safe search off. Yeah, there you go. Maybe do that on your on your phone. You can go to Google and do a. Uh, I would not put, type that in, Coop. Oh, oh, boy. He's got these. Yeah, right. Oh, I, so we, maybe salami is what I was thinking of. We didn't know. What, big salami yeah, or little in, salami? Type in big salami. Oh, boy. <laughs> Send a I like salami, salami to your boy in the army. You can buy cup and charred pepperoni, someone said on the text. Just that. But I I would have a hard time, like, walking into an establishment and just be like, uh, can you point <laughs> me to your cupped and charred pepperoni, please? They would look at me and be like, sir, how fat are you? Uh, I look, it's just one big giant, just a big, hey, big salami. <laughs> $10 shake, tomorrow's open. Type in big salami. There you go, Nick. Before we change it all up, get that one in there. Oh, boy, you can get us to 617-779-7937. Text us, 37937. The 413 says, no, no, young grasshopper crash. I like that. Pizza joints, 
can uh, out them in the fryer later and then cook the pizza. Oh, man. So what he's saying is is that you drop the pepperoni in the fry later. I'm, Ooh. Billy, would you co-sign on that? I don't know. That doesn't, try it. Why not? No, but it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't. Fry a boot and I'd try it. Well. Anything fried with like is like great. Anything. You know, you the whole big, uh, what is it, the, the big Texas fair? You know where the yeah yeah uh, we were talking about earlier. You go down there and eat some fried yak Everything penis. Everything is fried. Yeah, fried, I would. fried yak penis. Absolutely, nice and slow too. <laughs> it's not gonna just, kill I me, just I'll nibble try. at it, Billy. If it's not going to kill me, try it. That's kind of like yeah, like I'd watch Fear Factor and like that's disgusting, but like you know they're not going to put you in a position yeah. where it's going to kill you. It's <laughs> going to be disgusting. It's going to make you sick to your stomach. But if you know it's not going to kill you, you're a little more willing to give it a shot. And that's why I always kind of laughed at that. Like, they, they're on a TV show, and I'm sure they signed a bunch of releases, but you know that you're not going to die. Like, there's a scorpion and a snake, but no one's going to die. And there's medics and everybody around you, so just stick your freaking hand in there. You're not going to drown in the car as it goes up. So there's like five frogmen in the water with you. I love the uh, the old uh, Fear Factor skin on Chappelle show. <laughs> Joe Rogan, you might not know this. I smoke rocks. <laughs> he lays down in the. He's like, I'll just take a nap right here. This is comfortable. And he puts the thing. Tyrone, you won. It's okay. No, Joe Rogan, I'm gonna get some sleep. Uh, one of my favorites. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the story we're about to get into, I'm gonna put a qualifier on because the guy who is reporting this. Not your favorite person? Not a reliable so source? Uh, more of that. I, I got no beef against this dude. It works for Sports Kita, and that's an interesting organization. They're very clickbaity and stuff like that, right? But there's a guy out there, Tony Pauline, who's covered the draft for a while. He does his stuff with Sports Kita. So I just happened to come across this last night where uh, some of the people around the Broncos – including, I do believe after I read this, one of their radio analysts is under the impression that Sean Payton, once one of the top three quarterbacks in this draft, and the Patriots are sitting there at number three. Now, did a little digging. The Broncos have the 12th pick. They do not have a second-round pick. They have a third and a fourth rounder this year. So there have been teams who move from 12 to 3. It is normally required an extra first-round pick. So for you, I guess I ask you, mm. would you slide down to 12 to get you an extra pick, say, this year, and maybe a first-round pick from Denver next year? No. Why? Um, I want one of the three quarterbacks or Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay. That's what I want. And if you go to 12, you're not getting any of those people. All right, so let me ask you this. Also in this story, there's some rumblings about Pat Sertan. And they're getting to the point to where they got to pay him. He's a big-time corner, at least in his mind. And the Broncos, eh, maybe Peyton's kind of met some Mets with this guy. What have you got? What have you swapped ones? You get a third, you get a one next year, and they throw in a player. And... Would Pat Sertan do it for you, or would you entertain maybe Russell Wilson? Uh, no to Russell Wilson. I think that's the end of the discussion, and I want the number three pick. At 12 is too far. Like, you were talking about getting, like, uh, finally, even though it sucks that you had to go through it to kind of, you know, actually, you have to be really bad to get a number three pick. They're there. They they can do whatever they want. Now, if they look at one of these one of these three options – Right, because there's three top quarterbacks. There's obviously there's four people, and you you're picking third. Couple of you, so you're going to have two of the four that you can choose well, from. We think that ultimately Jaden Daniels is going to grade out to where he will join the group in the top ten. There still hasn't been the real nitpicks, the paralysis of analysis, and the real breakdown on kind of where Jaden Daniels, Drake May, and even Caleb Williams sort of fall in the top 10 hierarchy of a lot of people's rankings. Now, look, there's no It's question. all covered, in my opinion. Quarterbacks yeah. get overdrafted. They normally go high, da-da-da. But then again, if you're sitting there at number three and the best player in the draft, which is Marvin Harrison, is sitting there, you know, is that automatic where you say, by God, if we're going to stink and be in this spot next year, at least let me go get a guy 
that I can entice a quarterback with or yeah, an offensive both, coordinator with or something. You know, like, uh, uh, I think the biggest, I guess, question mark on, as far as the first three picks are, if Chicago is picking first, do they, are they convinced that Justin Fields is the guy? <sighs> if they, yeah. if they are convinced with that, then the board will look a little bit differently and they would, and they would probably go, an offensive player, either a tackle, but most likely Marvin Harrison Jr. That's what they would do. Because that would be the best opportunity for them. They have two uh, first-round draft picks. But they can't afford to go farther than three. Because all every, then the, the, the first two, Washington needs a quarterback and the Patriots need a quarterback. Couldn't you get one in 2025? Where your offense is a little more mature and you're actually giving a young quarterback a chance. Wait, didn't uh uh didn't Gerard Mayo just say that they're going to pick a quarterback? Wasn't that the most No, the, no, the I position? no, I absolutely. However, uh I don't I don't know if the uh I don't know if the interesting trade proposals or if anybody is really kind of doing work in terms of this draft, this I mean, they're still evaluating prospects. Again, we're going to talk to Rick Spielman in like 20 minutes from down at the uh, at the Senior Bowl. Now, I think this is where the, hey, how open are you guys to moving number three conversation happens, where it's just you run it by somebody, and then everybody goes back to their headquarters, and it's, yeah, I put the bug in so-and-so's ear, or I asked this guy or that you know guy that, or whatever. You know, the other part of this is the, the smear campaign. I actually saw a tweet from a, a reputable uh, source, not a source, but like a – Someone who gets respect in the market, uh, they compared a uh, Caleb Williams to wait for it, Zach Wilson. I'm telling you, there are a lot of red flags of Caleb Williams. People are gonna nitpick him to death, yeah. and they should. Quite honestly, if you're considering using the number one pick in the draft on somebody, you better make sure they're not a schnook. And and it and you shouldn't be surprised that. Uh, a scouting department, a head coach, a GM could miss so badly on a pick like they did Zach Wilson. I don't know how they were evaluating him. I don't know what they saw that made them think that this guy could lead a bunch of older guys. Like, yeah, we might be I, and, sitting here in two years doing the same thing. I mean, we're, I, I feel like we just kind of went through it. Like when I think of Mac Jones, like how could a guy had such a good reputation that was doing everything right completely just turn into just a worthless piece of, you know, a football player. It's just like it's not. It's not. He's so worthless to the Patriots right now. If they were to trade him, I mean, I don't know. Will they get a fifth round pick? A well, sixth, no. Maybe? I mean, if if you're a, 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 say Denver calls, that's at least a name you probably throw in terms of maybe compensation coming back and trying to work it out. Hey, you got any interest in Mac? It's only one year. You're a quarterback guy. I mean, you why take, wouldn't you, you take throw Mac that Jones? Uh, we'll take Russell Wilson. Call it even. Oh no! Now you're stuck with his salary nah. and everything that goes along with it. That's the problem. The Russell. Well, Wilson they got money to burn here. To that's pay. true. Hey, and remember, that's right. burn some all, cash. The, all the silos are knocked down, and yeah. everything is going to be different. So having a forty million dollar quarterback would work. Why? And not? he probably would like a new, you know, address, new zip code. Also, you know, maybe maybe he gets along better with Gerard Mayo because Sean Payton is too old, stuck in his ways, and can't relate to younger quarterbacks. Yeah. He'll hug me. Cash. He'll hug me more than you know Sean Payton, who's just mean. He yells at He's me. like, it's, it's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna pull that line. That's why all those guys love it. But it is interesting that Denver is trying to find a way up because I wonder. It is lying season too, by well, the way. Well, uh, a little bit of that, and again, it's a Pauline report, so I'm I'm kind of rolling with it here and using it for discussion. Because if you and I have. I don't want to say you and I agree on this, but for my money, Marvin Harrison is the best ready-made player in the draft, ready to come out. And if you weren't quarterback needy at the top, he would be a guy who you could use the number one pick on and I think feel pretty good about it, right? So if you're Denver, is three really where you want to go? Or is four where you really want to go? Because somebody is going to take the cheese on Marvin Harrison. I take the cheese said badly. Someone will draft him in the top three, I do believe. Whether it's someone who trades in there or one of those, then maybe like you said, Chicago's just like, well, we're going to keep Fields. We'll take Harrison number one. I don't know why the the the, uh, <clears throat> the interesting thing is uh, Fields. If the Chicago Bears decide they're done with Fields, then why not Fields as an option? 
Oh my God! Because you don't have an you. you I mean, he runs. He's a modern quarterback. They yeah, can they yeah, can throw in runs, some RPO and maybe he maybe runs some, a lot uh, because pre snap motion. Yeah, no. I mean, he I mean, isn't he the epitome of a modern day quarterback? Well, yeah. If you think about the you know what everyone loves to use as a definition as a modern day quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And that's why uh, Chicago's considering someone different a number one because another modern day quarterback. Well, but who certain, basically does the same thing. But here's the thing: like Caleb Williams isn't the the guy who's going to run around like uh, like Justin Fields. I think the difference is Caleb Williams to me has that sort of pro arm talent as we've talked about. You know, you got to have the accuracy. You don't need the strongest arm in the world, but be a double A, anticipate and be accurate. And I do think that is Caleb Williams. He can move around. I think of Caleb Williams in t- only in terms of style. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, but he's more Mahomes-like. Slide around in the pocket a little bit, can get out of there. Whereas Justin Fields, he felt like more early Donovan McNabb, but they never forced him in the pocket. He looks, oh, oh see you later. Let me go run and make a play. And that's what people get intoxicated with. I don't get intoxicated with quarterbacks where one of their best traits is they bail you out of bad plays because most offensive coordinators and most teams draw plays that they think are going to work. So the one thing, it's a nice thing to have to where they can bail you out. But when that's like your number one trait, you know, you got the wrong guy, in my opinion. But I'm not a fields guy, but good Lord, neophyte OC with a guy who's only going to have one year left on his deal. I don't know. None of it seems to fit. I'm just ready for a bad year. Hire Luke Getze. There you go. Oh, Lord. Please. Did he get hired in New Orleans, that guy? So there's a chance he could come here, Luke Getze? Uh, it's going to be Nick Cayley. Nick <coughs> Cayley's your guy. Excuse me. Seems like it. Nick Cayley's your guy. Uh, I mean, they've done everything but just say it's him. I have a hard time believing that suddenly somebody else is going to be the front runner. Oh, man. So. What are they going to run with that guy? Honestly, it's like, oh, here's what we'll do. Go to Madden, get the McVay playbook, and then we'll start scrapping. Well, you know we'll what they're running, at, you know what they're running at, the, at, the, at the Senior Bowl right now where Troy Brown is, uh, what is he, the head coach of the American side? He's the that? OC of the American uh, side. Uh, I saw Spencer Rattler, you know, quarterback of uh, South Carolina, talking about how, how excited he was to be able to run the Patriots offense and how cool it was to run the oh, Patriots offense. He was, like, excited about it. But that's all they have right now. That's all Troy knows is the Patriot offense. Well, that's true. Yeah, so the slot receiver for the uh, the American team Probably going to catch a lot of passes. Uh, I also saw Troy Brown down there with Senior Bowl gear on and not Patriots gear. Well, he got to, right? Doesn't he have to? No, all the other guys are down there in their team gear. I saw the dude from the... Maybe he's not part of the Patriots anymore. Well, I saw the dude from the Giants who is... uh, might be the OC on the other side. He did a press conference in Giants gear. Really? Yeah. I just saw the the defense corner from the the Jets who is one of the coaches. And he had the the, the the green Jets jacket on. Yeah. So I wonder if Troy Mm. is down there looking for a job maybe. Interesting. Uh, We will talk to former NFL GM Rick Spielman from the Senior Bowl coming up. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. This woke up Greg in the back of his uh, SUV on the way to Loon. Here it is. Hit the peak. Here we go. Breaking the law, breaking the law, and, and breaking the law, breaking the 
Makes you think of Beavis and Butthead back in the day. I was never a big Beavis and Butthead guy. Oh my god, it's never. Awesome. It was like this. I've never watched it stoned. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. It's probably it's, funnier as hell okay. after a couple That's of probably rips. The way they, it's probably, they probably made it with that in mind. I don't know. Mike Judge is a pretty smart guy. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he's got more than just the Beavis and Butthead deal, but that was the most famous one. I don't know if that's the most famous one for what else him. What does he have? Uh, hang office on. Office space? Yeah. Uh, uh, he's an office space he guy? He made office space. Oh, geez. Well, okay, I'll shut up then. No, but I'll, sit this, I'll sit this one out. He King did, uh... King of the Hill? Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill, The Good Family, Silicon Valley, and this is... Here, Billy, Mike Judge presents Tales from the Tour Bus. <laughs> really? How quick was Scott Stapp, uh, that loser, to sign up and be like, yeah, in the early 2000s, man. <laughs> Oh my Did not God. know that. That guy is 61. Guy, he's young. I know. Wait, when, when was he doing Beavis and Butthead in his that 20s? Would have, that would have been mid late 90s. So he would have been mid 30s, right around there. Wow. So you've been, uh, I know we got Rick Spielman coming on because he's down at uh, at the Senior Bowl right now. And I've been watching it for the most part over your shoulder because you don't have it on on this TV. From what I've heard, as far as like who's standing out the most, you'll be surprised. Tight ends. Standing out the most. I don't know. And, I see a lot and, of O-line and, audio on, or uh, video online. I see the offensive linemen. I, what I've heard is that this, the the quarterbacks were struggling because the offensive line were getting whooped up on. What? Yeah. Some of those individual drills that well, we've watched. Well, individual is totally like, different. Ugh. There's a couple guys on defense that are just unblockable. And it's crazy. You look at all the different helmets and nobody knows any of these guys right now. Jerry Rice is there with his son. Oh, yeah. One of the, I'll tell you. They're not, is that his uh, son or his nephew? No, it's his son. Yeah, they're not doing the... Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Brendan Rice, yeah. yeah. Went to Colorado, then transferred to... Uh, hopefully they're He's not, pretty good, though. Hopefully they're not doing IQ tests down there. No, no. Rice. Well, he'll just say, what, uh, what was it, that's, was it C.J. Stroud? I'm not a good test taker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, uh, now we're all going to say that. Let's say C.J. Stroud said it. Oh, yeah, that's I right. I don't do well with tests. I do well on Sundays. You think Rice's kid can play a little bit? I don't oh, know. No, no, no. Strong. He's kind of dopey, though, for you know, as far as you know, personalities go. So like his dad. No, but he's he's strong, good hands, fast. He's a good player. Like he's a legit good player, good wide receiver. And you would think most sons, like, hey, I'm gonna go play a football dad. My dad's the greatest wide receiver of all time. But they mm-hmm. usually end up playing like lineman or quarterback or something like that. Like something like how you know. He's good. Remember when Thaddeus Moss was supposed to be the next greatest tight end? Oh, oh yeah, that was all. That was all Joe Burrow and uh, you know and the offense. Yeah, he caught a lot of balls because that offense was just so wide open. I think we're gonna. Uh, I think uh, by the end of the month, once we get kind of the combine out of the way, um, there'll be clarity on those quarterbacks. And everybody will pump up that the O-line wide receiver groups are really good. And then some of those D-linemen, like that kid from Texas, whose name I completely space on right now, uh, that kid from Texas has been eating people up. Plus, Christian, don't you think if you're a defensive lineman, it's a lot easier to play in a game like this? What's Tyler your re- Murphy. What's your, thank you. What's your responsibility? Oh, just go get the guy with the ball. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's actually There's not much coaching. So uh, it's you know, not yeah. real defense in a lot of ways because it's not like you know you're looking for gap integrity or something like that. Oh, there it is, gap integrity. Gap integrity. Oh, what a great word! It is true. Try to slide that into uh, all of these uh, little telecasts I, I used mean, to do. Oh, there's no gap integrity. I mean, it really is true for cry. That's that's why Devon Godshaw in the mind of Bill Belichick is one of the best around because he uh, he doesn't give up the uh, the big space. And you're right, like. They're uh, in between practices right now. Lou Riddick looks fly as hell down. <laughs> I mean, he looks like he, he is about in. to go out on the town afterwards. I'm I'm amazed that nobody's given that guy a shot at running a team. I mean, they gave uh, Mike Mayock a chance to run a team, yeah. and, and you know, with the, the Raiders, but nobody's given him a chance, and he's been trying. Well, Lou like had crazy. a chance, yeah, wasn't it in Philly? Uh, I think we're getting Spielman up now. Oh, okay. I was just going to send him a text. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there we go. No, we're in uh, good shape. Joining us now on the uh, Harbor One Hotline from down in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl, longtime general manager of the uh, Minnesota Vikings. He's now doing work for uh, CBS Sports HQ, host of 
with the first pick, an NFL draft podcast from CBS Sports. Rick Spielman is with Gresh and Fourier. Rick, good afternoon. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, man, Rick, but you're supposed to be doing less work, not more work. I mean, what are you, what are <laughs> yeah, you doing? Well, well, my wife said you're supposed to be retired on an island on, off the coast of Florida, yet I have eight side jobs, so <laughs> including taking phone calls from the Harbor Bay, wherever the hell you guys are at up there. <laughs> Uh, so Rick, what to your GMI has stood out to you about these group of athletes that you have been able to watch for most of this week? Yeah, no, I was able to get down here Wednesday just on another side job that I've been involved with, but just the initial impressions of what I saw this morning and and yesterday watching practice is I think overall, this is a a really good group of uh, athletes down here. Uh, I've done a lot of them on tape just for the podcast, but uh, when you see them in person and see them move around, you know, just take the quarterback group compared last year's quarterback group that were down here to this year's. I thought Jim Nagy did an excellent job. And when you come down here and just for example, the quarterback group, it's do you put Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr., who are probably the two highest-rated quarterbacks down here in the Senior Bowl, do you put them on opposite teams or do you put them together? And I think he did a great job putting them together on the same team because all the scouts and personnel people down here want to see them in practice and throwing next to each other back-to-back. And that's more important than maybe just evaluating the Senior Bowl game. Yeah, because we were so the national team just went, and we were kind of watching a little bit on TV with Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. Then the American team, you have uh, obviously Joe Milton the third, Spencer Rattler, um, Bradley Carter. Pratt. I'm, I'm curious, yeah, Pratt, uh, yeah, Michael Pratt. What is it other than because those feel like the other names? Has one of these other guys, other than the I guess the marquee quarterbacks that are there right now, popped a little more than the guys that everyone's paying attention to? Is it like me being a guest on the show, like just one of the other names? No, no, no. You're, you're, listen, you're you're in a you're a P one, you're a P one in a prime spot. <laughs> oh, I heard that before. So, no, I think Pratt has been a little better than I anticipated coming down with his arm talent. Uh, there's no question when you watch Spencer Rattler uh, that. You know, there's a lot of discrepancies on his grade, whether he's an early Saturday guy or does he get into the second round. But when you watch him throw, he throws as good as anybody. I think the biggest question mark on it is how good is his decision-making, how quickly he can process. The physical abilities there, although he's not as big as you may want at the quarterback position, but on Tuesday, for example, he threw an interception in the team period. And then yesterday he looked really good, but the way the ball comes out of his hands, the way uh, he anticipates uh, receivers getting out of their routes, which is huge down here because he's never worked with these guys except for Leggett, uh, his, his teammate that's down there, who's another very talented receiver. Um, he's been impressive to me. So, But it's a great opportunity for these guys that may not be in the top five to try to start jockeying for position and can Spencer Rattler potentially close the gap to to put him in uh, a Friday night type pick. For NFL GM Rick Spielman with Gresh and Fourier, Rick, the guy who once signed our Jermaine Wiggins. That's right. We'll, uh, we'll leave those documents sealed for right now with Rick because we want to talk to him about yeah. the draft. We don't but, have to hang up. Uh, but, Rick, uh, I'm curious from your end, you know, Fourier and I have talked a lot about evaluating quarterbacks. Because Marvin Harrison Jr. is so damn good. To me, there's no way he's not going to be on some boards the number one ranked player, but he might not be the number one guy in the draft. So, Rick, when you look at quarterbacks, what are the traits in a QB that you want that would make you feel good about drafting somebody very high in a draft? Yeah, that's the uh, burning bush question i guess because you can see the physical talent you can see the ball come out of their hands you can determine the accuracy i think that it's the intangible part of it and how these guys perform uh in pressure situations during the game whether it's two minute in the fourth quarter when they're behind 
and then trying to identify what type of leader they are. Um, and you guys, and, uh, uh, Wiggs, no offense to him, he was a much better football player than what he looks like when he walks in your building. But hell of a football player. But that's another subject. Uh, but <laughs> can, you, can you identify those intangibles? Like, And I always gave the example of I know the quarterbacks have to be smart but is there a way to see how quickly they process? Cause I've been in meeting rooms and some of the mistakes that I made are guys that are brilliant, putting it on a board, regurgitating what the, what the coach is saying or the coordinator is saying sometimes even sounding better, but can they do all that and process that in less than the two and a half seconds they have uh, in the pocket. The other thing I think that you're seeing more and more of is these offenses in the NFL now, starting to evolve to what type of athletes are coming out at that position. And I think that the athleticism also is a part of this too, but always going to be the burning bush question is, can you, or do you have some kind of system or formula as you go through this pre-draft process, able to identify those intangible traits that may not be physical that you can see that make these quarterbacks so successful in the NFL, a la Drew Brees, a la Tom Brady, a la, Matt Ryan's of the world. So, so we're talking to Rick Spielman, longtime NFL executive. Uh, saw something in Wiggy that just you had to have him, right? So just had to sign him. And he, he paid dividends for you, didn't he, Rick? I mean, he played well yeah, for you guys. He, yeah, he was a phenomenal football player. Not only can he catch the ball, he, he can block. He did everything. And those are the type of players that you hopefully can put on your roster that help build the culture in your locker room. And he definitely was one of those guys. So speaking of that position, though, you know, you also mentioned that um, the NFL uh, evolves into what college provides. And what college seems to be providing, at least for me, Rick, is uh, an elite, athletic, multiple position, multiple, just like the second most reliable guy on your team next to the quarterback as far as volume and what they're asked to do is the tight end. Do you do you right. feel like that's an accurate you know uh, assessment of what's going on with that position? Yeah. Well, if one of you two can answer that, uh, the tight end has evolved over the years, and not the traditional Y, you know, on the line blocking tight end. Uh, but looking at these athletes now that come out, because rarely do you see any college offenses line up in a tight end at the line of scrimmage. Uh, they're trying to create mismatches with these athletes. and But you got to be careful, too. Um, like I give the great example of Laporta. Okay, now they didn't have great quarterback play. He didn't come from the most explosive offense at the University of Iowa. But look what he's done when he came into the league. So when you sit there and you evaluate him on tape, you're like, can this – can this guy become a mismatch? Well, as they went through the pre-draft process, I believe he ran in the four fives. Uh, he ran more routes at these private workouts and pro days and everything. And you actually see the athleticism. And I give a lot of credit to Brad Holmes up there in Detroit for identifying that because you didn't see that on a college tape when you evaluated them. But nowadays, with the way the offenses have evolved, you know, you want to put the defense – in a, I want a little bit of a uh, squeeze on do I use an extra DB to cover this tight end like a Travis Kelsey or, you know, if you have 12 person out there or, you know, regular package where uh, two tight ends or two running backs and one tight end, do you treat that tight end like a receiver or do you treat that tight end like a traditional tight end to keep your three linebackers out there? So I think offenses are trying to put the squeeze on the defensive side of the ball on trying to create some of these mismatches if they're on a linebacker or potentially even a safety. Rick, I know that guys like Marvin Harrison stand out, but more and more we have more depth at the wide receiver position coming into the draft, I think, than ever before. How do you separate wide receivers in terms of, like, the rest of the normal wide receivers who aren't like a Marvin Harrison Jr. and some of the guys that you could end up seeing in the second and the third round, how do you as an evaluator try to differentiate those guys? 
Yeah, no, that's a that's a great question, um, and I think this is going to be a very very strong receiver class, much stronger. Even though we saw some good receivers that came out last year, this is going to be an excellent receiver class. And when you're down here at the Senior Bowl, and one of the guys that really stuck out to me so far is this Ricky uh, Parasol, the receiver from Florida, and I don't know if he's going to run four threes or four fours, but his precision as a route runner, his savvy to find open areas in the zone, his ability to set up DBs with a little shimmy or a little shake at the top of his route to get them on the back of his heels, and his ability to make catch. And I was saw it on tape, but then you see his ability to make plays with the ball in his hands after the catch, which you know we refer to as a rack, his uh, run-after-catch ability. So you get an opportunity to see some of these guys that are probably going to be Friday guys and and which ones that actually are sticking out. So there's going to be, I think, a very heavy receiver class this year, and there's going to be a lot of good players that are going to go on Friday beyond the top ones that if you, you know, the the Odunze's and the uh, neighbors from LSU, Odunze from Washington, there is a very good receiver class. I think there's going to be a lot of them that have an impact. Well, Rick, thanks for the time. I know uh, Fourier hit you up on the fly. We uh, we do appreciate it. I'm sure our uh, morning show, the Greg Hill Show, that Wiggy is on, uh, Wiggy yeah. will be playing your audio as – now, by the way, Rick, I know you haven't seen old, old Wigs in a while. He, he looks the same. He is going <laughs> to try skiing for the first time tomorrow. Oh, my God. Tell him not to do that. Unless he can do it with a broken leg. He can still do a show with a broken leg or something. <laughs> Let's not overestimate the uh, mismatched athletic ability that he has. See, he there, we love it. It. there it is. There Perfect. It is. Perfect. There's your warning. There, there it, is. it is. Hey, Rick. Thanks, thanks. Rick. We'll talk to you soon, Rick. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having me on. There goes uh, Rick Spielman, former uh, NFL GM. Make sure we get uh, Greg that audio, please, because uh, that's great. Don't break his leg. Oh, man, imagine tomorrow. If he does break his uh, leg. Yeah, my old GM jinxed me. Yeah, and a little, a little like, you know, a little too flattering with the whole blocking thing. Let's Listen, you know, yes, was Wiggy deceptive as far as what he looked like and what he could do? Absolutely. He wasn't blocking anybody. Uh, hey, Billy. And he'll tell you that. You know what? Can you believe this guy? <laughs> so Fourier what? pumps up all the tight ends. I was able to make guys miss and get open with my wiggle. And Rick Spielman, a tenured general manager, comes on, pays a tight end a compliment, but it isn't Fourier, and you have to denigrate tight ends no, no, nobody. People that Wiggy didn't block. Listen, which no, way do you go? Listen, nobody knows how how uh, how productive and you know unique and skilled Wiggy is than me. I've told him that a thousand times, but let's keep it real. Wiggy has no desire to really get in the way of somebody. Like uh, you know, he's not really. He he wants to catch passes. He wants to run over people. He wants to jump over them. You know, if he was Fuck forced, oh. if he was forced to block, it was because he had no choice. Hardo Fourier. That's what's going Fourier, I am Fourier absolutely. wants to give a compliment, but he wants a compliment back with interest. That's right. Yes. Hey, Wiggy was go. a good tight end, but, but I was more complete because I blocked. Well, that's that's definitely true. I, I'm not denying that, oh, but absolutely. that's what you want to hear. We've already, we've already found out who the, the problem is. Nobody complimented me, so I have to keep <laughs> doing myself. <laughs> Uh, so we need it. Uh, really, we got to get like maybe in the right hand corner on uh, Twitch the Fourier compliment counter, yeah. so we can see how many we can get yeah. in in a day to make them okay. Let me see if I can find one of my old GMs to come on the show. Oh my God! I've done that. Who? Who? Your Seahawks GM. Who? Uh, who was that? Yeah, I, who, I know who that was? Who drafted you? You don't ago. even remember? Oh, uh, Randy Mueller. Yes. Randy Mueller. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there we go. Play that uh, um, coming out. Well, oh. Belichick also signed you. He was the GM, right. technically. Well, that's true. Right? Yep. Randy Mueller. So, who else can Randy I find? Mueller, Bill Mike Belichick. Holmgren. Who was the uh Who was the GM in Washington? Uh, you know who he is. Um, was kind Scott of a shady McC- guy. Was it Scott McLuhan? No, no. Uh, uh, he's like a little Italian guy. Real shady as hell. Guy, we've talked about him before. Oh, damn he it. Is, uh, he does radio now. Oh, Vinny Serrato? Vinny Serrato. <laughs> Boy, did I pull one over on those guys. That was too easy. Uh, who was I it? had no business getting a two-year deal ever again. And he just... And I just laid it on him thick. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, 
Okay. Full <laughs> surprise. You sort of talked your way into it, and then you're like, damn, now Jeez, I, really gotta... I don't want to play here at all, but no, I don't I... have any choices. <laughs> Money helps. Money. Uh... All right, a big deal, no big deal topic. Sorry, I didn't write the tease. Oh. Two, we got a two-parter today. I hope you we get to guess, them both. So. We, 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 we got a two-parter. Because uh... if you ever, if, you, if somebody ever wanted to give you something that you didn't want, uh-huh. and you were forced to deal with it anyways... You and Kevin Durant have something in common. Big deal, no big deal is next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela. The mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Gresh and Fourier. On WEEI. All right, big deal, no big deal. Uh, Two-parter today, Gresh. Um, and, uh, you know, I asked you uh, before the break, you know, if somebody wants to give it to you. <laughs> yeah. Give it to me, baby. Give it. If somebody wants to give it to you yeah. and you don't want it, huh? what do you do? I cry. <laughs> I scream and yell. Yeah, so you and Kevin Durant have something in common. So Kevin Durant returning back to Brooklyn uh, for the first time since uh, he was traded to the Phoenix Suns. So the Brooklyn Nets are like, hey, listen, let's do a let's do a tribute video, oh, right? Sure. Let's, let's do something. Sure. And, uh, uh, and he was like, no, uh, I don't want one. Don't do it. It's not important. But they did it anyways. Kevin Durant was announced to the crowd here at Barkley Center. Nothing like playing in Brooklyn. They show love. They appreciate basketball. Great basketball. Best player on the planet. Best score to ever touch a basketball. Kevin Durant. Easy money, baby. 51 for Kevin Durant. He reaches the 25,000-point plateau. To commemorate Kevin Durant as one of the 75 greatest players in NBA history. That's <laughs> pretty cool. And forward, 6'10 from Texas, Kevin Durant. Whoa, got a big response. So here's, I think I, there's an angle to this that I'm curious if you'll pick up on. Uh, the Brooklyn <laughs> Nets, uh, without his approval, Without him wanting it, with him, uh, you know, actually tweeting, don't do it, don't do it, they do it anyways. Big deal, no big deal. It is no big deal at all. You know what this is? This is a little like you. Oh. Oh, you're don't even start with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, how is it like me? All right, so Kevin Durant. Hey, we're gonna compliment you. We're gonna no, 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 no. You really, you really shouldn't. No, I mean, oh, don't do it. Wait, that's me. No, but you are of the <laughs> oh, compliments are paid to someone, but I didn't get one. So let me make sure I get one in there. This is Kevin Durant doing the whole oh, no, 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 please, please, you little know, old me. Yeah, little old me. But sure, come on, shower me with all of see, it. See, I think you're looking at it wrong, though. How, okay, see, how do you I see think it? it, it, it We'll put that aside for now. Because you know I'm we'll, not wrong. Well, I mean, you yeah. may not be right either. But nah. we'll, we'll put it, just put it aside for now. Because <laughs> uh, I, I looked at it as here's a guy that legitimately probably feels a little ashamed. Okay. That's my, my the way, and my thing is like this is a way of uh, of the Brooklyn Nets kind of sticking it to Kevin Durant. Hey, you're great, and you didn't win here. <laughs> uh, you suck. And the fact that they were actually cheering him on is more pathetic than anything. The dude. Fought his way to get on that team and then fought his way to get off. Why would you compliment him? Why would you honor him? And that's why I think he didn't want it. He knows how he left town. He knows yeah. how he left them high and dry, even though he tried to create a super team. It didn't work. It flopped. And now you're going to sit there and honor me like, no, 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 no. I don't deserve this. What he should have done is said, hey, guys, blame Kyrie for everything. Yeah, he that's that was the tweet he should have sent out, guys. I was I was one hundred percent into this, and Kyrie screwed it up. Did they? And honor, wait, did they get James Harden also? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, did. Yeah. Uh, did they honor Kyrie like this whenever he I came back? So. I don't think I so. I don't either. think so. Did he sage the Barclays Center? Oh, good did point. He, no, I don't he didn't. Know. He probably he should have. He should have saged the entire relationship. 
All right, so the script continues until the NFL football season is officially over, and that'll be next Sunday when the uh, San Francisco 49ers uh, take on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. So Travis Kelsey, of course, uh, you know, being the popular guy that he is, was on the Pat McAfee show the other day talking about how he wanted to go to the Grammys. I wish I could go support Taylor at the Grammys and uh, watch her win every single award that that she's nominated for, but I think uh, I I got... I got practice on Sunday, or uh, I think Sunday's a travel day. Is it Saturday or Sunday? I know I got practice Saturday, but Sunday's a travel day. Unfortunately, I got to get ready for this big old Super Bowl that we got in a week. So, I mean, th- this one it can go in, in a bunch of different directions because it's like big deal, no big deal. Travis Kelsey wants to go to the Grammys, but he thinks he's not able to go. Well, Christian, my bigger thing is <laughs> how would the NFL leave out of the script the script, my God, when they put this together, that they would not find a way to get the connected NFLer who is currently having coitus with Taylor Swift in front of what last year was 12.55 million people. How could the NFL put together a script and a plan where they say, nah, those 12 and a half million people, they don't matter. We won't have our guy there. Maybe that's the bigger question well, I have for you. Okay, well, first of all, scripty. Uh, how do you even know? <laughs> scripty, that's good. <laughs> how do you even know that maybe it's a surprise? Maybe he's just playing it up for the cameras. If the Grammys are this Sunday, and it, and yes, it is. It is a. it could be a travel day. It could not be, but you usually have that time off. Your responsibilities would be what media night, which is well, when now they change. No, they do it Monday. Now. They do it Monday, and so I you have plenty of time. I think it's live or whatever, but I think it's the whole. And it's in the LA. Is that traveling. is literally a bullet train, a quick little thirty-minute jump in an airplane to get to the Grammys in LA. He one hundred percent is going to come out as a surprise. Absolutely. Presenter. See, that's I'm glad you to mentioned present that. this award. Whatever yep. she's up for, that she's guaranteed yep. to win. Yep. And then Ka- this award, we bring out Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And then, and then Kanye West tries to like punk, uh, try to punk her, try to say think, something. Stupid. He's allowed there. Well, how about this? What if like something like that does happen? Like, isn't he like the perfect person to come there to defend her honor? Here, oh, no, well, I mean, Kanye already. Cut oh off my God! Could you imagine if Kelsey sees Kanye there and just looks at him and goes, "Yeah, yeah I, I know what you did. Yeah, I know what you did. Yeah, look at, look at our security." Let's let the security members fight. That's right. Our guy's a former Israeli like secret just arms say, hey, guy. College dropout was awesome. Oh, oh, that's true. That's probably Willie. There Willie. is that. Hey, yeah. Use my name. Listen, here's the thing. No, Jason He's- Kelsey would be shirtless, standing behind Travis, staring down. Yay. Listen, just do not bring uh, Brittany Mahomes. That's all I'm saying. Do not bring Patrick Mahomes' wife as some sort of support member of your group. Whatever. But please don't do that. But I will tell you this: I'll put a pizza on the fact uh, on uh, Travis Kelsey showing up to that award, you that bet. award show. He's not there. What is he? Wait, what do they have to do on Sunday? Well, I don't. Do they, I, don't I don't have they, any you know reads they get, itinerary. They, I don't no, know if they've got like they a parade the, plan. They, this is the Sunday and Monday is when you tie one on. They said you go out in Vegas. There. Yeah, okay. So you fly from Kansas City. You get there whenever. And I, based on what he's been able to do and still have all this going on, he's still performing at a high level. If I'm Andy Reid, I'm saying, I can't get you there fast enough. Hurry up. Have a grand old time. Get back. I'll see you Monday morning. Get lots of sleep. The game is until Sunday. You're fine. He will be there in some kooky, weird outfit and just kind of following her like a little lost puppy. That's that's what's going to happen. Pizza. All right. Pizza bet. That he's there. He will not be there. Will not be there. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna regret this one. You know what? You said that to me eight you're, times. Now. This is the one. <laughs> this is the this one. This is obvious. I'm this is finally, so obvious. It's I'm gonna happen. I'm finally gonna take my well, first L bet against due. you. Crash, you're I am. I, yeah, I am due to win. <laughs> well, I tell to, you, you've nailed this whole script thing with old Tay Tay. I told you that there's always a couple red herrings in the mix because they can't. They don't want you just to as you know be able to predict everything that goes on. There's got to be some surprises. There's got to be some jump scares. This is a jump scare. Some jump scares. Yeah. Of all the things in all the world, I would not have figured. I would have figured you would have worked gaslighting him. No, no, scares. I've been using it too much. Oh, the jump scare is when he got hurt in Minnesota, and everybody thought the world was ending because he hurt his foot. Who? Travis Kelsey. This I don't remember that. Season, like right after the Bears Remember, game. then he came out and practiced limping and started twerking. Oh, that's right. Because he's a performer, Billy. That's what it was. Again, part of the yeah, script. Yeah, one of those weird tight ends that always know where the camera is. That's yeah. right. Hey, yeah, you know, uh, you know yeah. the other thing that was funny talking about, about where the camera is. How about the ones have in you, the twerking studio? Have you seen the uh, 
A lot was it a year? What well, I don't know, hundred twenty something years ago today. Uh, the uh, Adam Vinatieri uh, kick in the Super Bowl against Houston. I think that was today. I saw a couple tweets about that. Oh, brother, there's more than that. Well, no, that's that's where you that's when you know where the cameras are. I knew there was nobody rushing you, on you my knew side. Where it was for the Doug Flutie. Drop I no, but exactly that was and was that was after. That. So I had already been. I was already an expert. So I knew, find the kicker, jump on top of the kicker. That's right. And I'm, I'm like, the picture's right in here. Biggest travesty in all of sports is that that nobody <laughs> actually, that wasn't a thing. I, never I really tried hard to make that a thing. It just wouldn't catch on. I know. Just wouldn't. Just you tried. tried. I tried. I don't I don't think it was the spike that people would have gravitated towards. It was your little uh, afterwards. Yeah, you know, maybe too much. Uh, so oh, I was trying to sell it. No, you obviously needed to do more. Well, the crazy thing is that it was it was the first time I did it was completely impromptu. I had no idea what to do with myself, so I just jumped and spiked the ball. And next thing I know, it's like I'm catching all these touchdowns. I'm going to keep doing it. Or act like you've been there before. Now boring, <laughs> boring. Oh yeah, Billy's Billy's Barry Sanders. Billy's Barry Sanders. Here you go, Rev. Back of all time. Yeah, I, I yeah. Here's that. the ball. Boring. Walter Payton. Sweetness. Billy would never. I, spike I, you have it. a debate. No, Billy. I'm I, Billy. Would never spike it. He would be the one who would like hand the ball to the ref and then turn and and coyly talk trash to the other team and then get off. And the Billy, field. listen, please do not use that line for any Pop Warner team that you were the coach of in the next ten to fifteen Can years. Can you imagine? Please Billy, do not say look like you've been there before. Billy coaching little Malden Pop Warner. Or little Bubba, no, little Bubba. Bubba. I got no patience for the parents. <laughs> Bubba's gonna like do some crazy move because you know he's gonna be quick with an attitude, right? He's going to be like, he's going to want to like taunt somebody. He'll be the one Lanny that is like incredibly athletic and can like run the ball. <laughs> We're all athletic. It's a generation. <laughs> We're all athletic. In We're your own way. way. We just have horrible builds. Uh, uh, like we me were... and my brother, like our legs move a mile a minute when we're running, but we are going nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. It's so like there's, Barney Rubble. There's, yeah. There's yeah, stride frequency. Yeah. Dirt is just clouding up and then, yeah. <laughs> and he's still in the same spot. Yeah, we're all very athletic, uh, which is not in great sports shape. Uh, well, there you go, Grash. That's big deal. No uh, big deal. That is, uh, that is great stuff. Hey, the fun Super Bowl props are starting to roll in. We'll uh, have a little fun with that. And... Draymond Green trying to take up for players when they have created a problem themselves. That's all next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.